Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to Creative Writing, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I feel it already. God, better turn this off. Everybody, it is me, your host. It's me, your host, Junkie Turdman. Yes, you got that right. Me, your host, Junkie Turdman. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, the podcast that never fails to fail. <laughs> oh, and sadly, you're in for another terrible week of it, folks. Uh, actually, the rest of the show from here on out may just be an awful, uh, awful cornucopia of just what can get worse. With a motorcycle podcast, ooh, my voice is sounding good when I get close to the microphone and speak directly into it. What do you know? I'm wrangling a bunch of robots here, uh, and uh, in this time of quarantine, I know before the quarantine stuff happened, uh, Wiggins would um, he'd come over and talk about RC cars a whole lot, and it wasn't that exciting to begin with. But we at least had a, another human to talk with, and it, it wasn't bleak. You know what I'm saying? It's getting a little cray cray. But it has been great. There has been some magnificent riding. I actually went out riding for a little errand today and uh, went out to grab some food. And I wanted to say there is a few things coming back up. But, oh, God, dang. Tobor, stop it. Tobor, chill out. Tobor's getting nuts over here. Tobor, I re I tried to reprogram his movement sensors, and it didn't work so well. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of water. Why don't you chime in, Tobor? Let me in, let's introduce who's here with us in the studio. Uh, on mic one, number one. Hello, I am Patrice Hotwires, formerly known as the Hotwire PX7 what? Model Pleasure. Whoa, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. We don't need to know your whole whole background life. Uh, so yes, uh, Tobor, I'm gonna take a sip. You want to introduce the show? Like we trained, like we talked. No funny business. Nothing like a couple weeks ago when you threatened to kill me. All right, we cool. Can you do it? Welcome to this week's Thank show. You. I am Tobber, the sentient robotic being. This week's show is brought to you by TPS Fab and Millman's Chocolate Chips. Have you ever wondered why there has not been chocolate-covered hot dogs invented yet? <sighs> Gross. <clears throat> Pardon me. Chocolate-covered hot dogs. What the actual... What the what the H-E-P body? <laughs> what the hairy, everlasting pea body? <laughs> chocolate-covered hot dogs. Tobor, you're quite disgusting... Uh, but thanks for that intro. Yes, this is the show is brought to you by TPS Fab and Millman's Chocolate Chips. Now it's time for our first commercial break, brought to you by TPS Fab and Millman's Chocolate Chips. Uh, actually, do we have a TPS Fab? We don't have a TPS Fab um, ad, so let's let me roll one in here real fast. I'll do a cold read of their stuff here. 
TPS Fab, only on YouTube. Everything you've ever wanted to know about cool motorcycles. By a motorcyclist, for a motorcyclist. TPS Fab, check it out, YouTube, yeah. I want to know how to put together a GSXR drag bike. Go to TPS Fab, son. I want to know how to change a tire in the cold Wisconsin North during the dead of winter. Go to TPS Fab. I want to be cool. Go to TPS Fab. TPS Fab for all your TP needs. Actually, it's motorcycle needs. All right. That was an excellent TPS Fab ad, if I do say so myself. Uh, I didn't. He didn't give me any copy to read, so that was kind of made up, improvised. But uh, yeah, if you want to check out some really awesome, cool motor-related stuff, go to TPS Fab. Uh, go to there in person and also go there on the internet web thing um, and Millman's Chocolate Chips now we really do have to take a break Tobor, cue up the Millman's Chocolate Chips Tobor, hey we have the different I, I let you run the soundboard tonight can you do a cool outro no you absolutely can't the other way god damn it Tobor Creative writing is brought to you by Millman's Chocolate Chips. Millman's for long-distance truckers and motorcyclists on a long road trip. Millman's features enriched cocaine and skink pheromones. Millman's, I killed a ninja. Millman's Chocolate Chips. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin! Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. All right, all right. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Yes, Criders Leathers. You know, hey, there was a, a mountain lion um, just recently sighted in the town where I live. And uh, not too far from Wiggins, well, uh, a little far from Wiggins, but not too far from where Wiggins and I used to record at, uh, at uh, Jim Handybone's old pad. Um, yeah, a mountain lion in the crawl space of a house. So it's coming down here into, they're all over. There's bears and mountain lions right up the hill from me. It doesn't even feel like LA when you come here, really. Like LA in quotes, sort of like, um, Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so yeah, there was a, uh, a mountain lion. Maybe Crider's Leathers could get some uh, mountain lion skins too. I, I don't think that the, the fact that like, um, the reason they use, uh, possum skin, from what I've heard is that possums can get shot with BB guns, get attacked by coyotes, get bit by dogs, get trapped, get ran over. 
nothing can destroy their skin. All right. It's kind of like why a lot of uh, racing leathers are made out of either horse hide or kangaroo hide. And it's because it's the tough, one of the toughest leathers. Like a lot of times it's not cow leather that they're using. It's marsupial leather like horses and kangaroos. So I think they should use another one of America's uh, famous marsupials and use a mountain lion skin if possible. Um, mm, mm. I ought to see if these guys want to get us get in on the show. This delicious water them drinking. Hey, stay hydrated out there. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Criders Leathers, check them out for all your racing needs. And um, yeah, so there you go. And the rating of the movements head was sublime. Oh, was it? Oh, you really think so? Oh, did you guys hear that? Say it again. Your rating of the movements head was sublime. Thank you, Tobor. You're being so nice. <laughs> Like I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Why are you being so, ni- so Yesterman, nice? Yesterman, you sounded like an angel trapped in a tin can. <laughs> Absolutely blissful yet apocryphal at the same time. Wait, apoc- that I think you, that's not even the right word to use. With describe. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm tripping out. You guys are kind of uh, being weird right now. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, before we get into this week's show, we have a special guest coming on. We're going to keep this week's show short. Uh, uh, speaking of Criders Leathers and speaking of uh, water, staying hydrated, it has been wonderful here in SoCal. And I'm going to be leaving this behind. I'm going to be leaving and heading uh, out of state, hopefully. <clears throat> I say hopefully because if you haven't heard... Um, there's a bunch of stuff starting up again. I'm so excited. The world's getting back to normal, sort of. And as a result of the world getting back to normal uh, and people just going out and pretending like nothing's happening, uh, what's happening is that uh, there's been a bunch of COVID ri- uh, cases on the rise. So I'm a little bit scared because the whole reason, the whole purpose of my leaving is to go and um, basically uh, – go visit some family members that are a little bit sick. And so I am a little bit scared. I'm coming from like one of the hot spots in the country uh, to go visit two very elderly family members. One that is not, the one that just got out of uh, rehab and one that is um, very old. So so anyway, um, hey, listen up, turkey butts. The uh, we need to give you our disclaimer here. The views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants. Do not reflect the policy, position, opinions of Creative Writing Moto One Podcast Network, or any of our affiliates. Any opinion is the respect of participants and is not intended to malign anyone or anything, even blankety blank drivers. And every week we try to throw some someone under the bus uh, by putting something funny in here. And um, I don't know, you know, like. Kind of as I snort on air, kind of we kind of throw, you know, trikes and slingshots and neekins under the bus. But this week, I'm going to let our newest co-host, Wanda. Did I say Wanda? I am so sorry, baby. I am so sorry. Oh my God, Tobor's looking at me. Tobor, no. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He's shaking his head. He's giving me the anger. Like, how did that make you feel? I want to blast a cat. Okay, you will get the chance to blast a cat in a little bit. So, anyways, yeah, it's it's all it's awfully weird in here. You guys stare at me. You give me these weird looks. You don't 
answer right away. I'm not used to this non-human interaction yet. So you guys got to, like, I don't know what it means when, like, that light flashes right there or what it means when you give me that look because that's not a human look. So um, my bad. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean Wanda. I meant Patrice. Patrice Hotwires. What, uh, <clears throat> we don't mean to malign anyone on this show, especially in these times when we should all be coming together, goddammit. And so who are we not picking on this week? I don't understand. Yamaha SCR900 Riders. Yamaha SCR900 Riders. You mean Yamaha SCR950 Riders? That's me. You're not going to pick on me this week. It sounds like you are. You guys, this is awkward. I don't even like the show to begin with, starting out like this. But uh, yeah, so okay. Well, and that's what I'm going to be riding. I'm going to be riding this baby cross country. Um, now that I got... Um, Every single motorcycle that's here, even Brian Viffers, the one that he let me borrow a while back for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge, I think it's going on two years now. I've had this bike here that's not even mine, and he's like, hey, man, ride it. I've been changing the oil, checking the chain tension. Um, you know, I should bleed the brakes. I, they're not bad, but Wiggins was complaining about them a few months ago when he rode on it. And um, so I think they're fine, but, you know, whatever. I've, I... Uh, I'm a lightweight guy, so I uh, actually have 362 pounds. I forgot about that. I'm I'm very heavy, but for some reason, I don't have much mass to me. It's weird. It's, it's a hard thing to describe. But anyway, um, yeah, so I've had this bike here, but even it now, every single bike except the SCR 950 is uh, torn down <clears throat> to its component parts. I was going to take one of those cool photos where you take a bike down to like its fucking woodruff key and you just lay it out on the ground and woo, you take a picture and say, hey, look, this is all it is, man. This is all it is. It's a few parts and you just like put it back together in a time-lapse video. So right in the middle of it, my phone broke. So these bikes have all been laying around, everything from Spamala to my um, my KZ Bravifers uh, bike. Um, they've all been laying around in pieces like until I can get my stupid camera charged again. And then I lost my other two cameras. So you'll hear me talk about that a lot because every time I think about it, I get bummed out just a little bit more that they're kicking it around here in plain sight, I'm guessing. And they're, I just can't see everything. I'm looking around the studio here and the garage, the garageio. It's like half studio, half garage, half workspace, half office, half uh, storage. So, I mean, that's a lot of halves. That's like three garages that I own. Um, there's, they're around here somewhere and everything. And I'm just, just looking around. I just realized the other day, let me see, except for this toolbox and this part shelf, everything in here is black and my cameras were black. I lost my knife that I bought off Wiggins. That was black. Uh, a lot of the furniture in my house is <laughs> black. I got to quit being a goth, man. Like I set, I know I set Wiggins knife down somewhere. And actually this is the funny thing. I bet you I set it near my cameras. Um, cause they were, everything was here on my table and now I can't find none of it. It's so the weirdest, it's like a, it's like a little gremlin came in here, like a goblin came in and, uh, basically stole all my good stuff that I had sitting on this table. And if that sounds weird, it's like right where my recording equipment, my computers and everything else was sitting and they didn't take that. So I don't know what type of goblin, uh, comes in and just takes cameras and knives and doesn't bother with anything else. It's just really, it's frustrating. Cheese goblin. A cheese goblin. 
fucking hey, if I have a cheese goblin in here, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Uh, but anyway, so yes, I I have to take the SCR 900 as a result. Um, so I'm gonna be riding that baby across. And and Paul, don't worry, I don't really have your bike torn apart that far. And uh, so yeah, I um I do have to take the SCR. Uh, I t- I did take Spamler out for a rip. I already mentioned that to you guys on last week's show, though. I took her out for a little bit around the around the neighborhood, and it was really fun. Went for a. Ooh, Every time I have to um, take a breath and take a big yawn, I ought to play a stupid song. Actually, and I and I think I should make it to where I have to sing a song on every every episode. Um, but yeah, this week's song we'll we'll leave it up to um, Tobor. Tobor, what's your word of the week? The word of the week this week is. Oh yeah, that's right. We're gonna let the guest. That's right. Yeah, this doesn't make good audio when your printout right there doesn't say anything. That's is that, is that for me? That's like my private notes. Okay, good. Well, all is fair. Um, well, so yeah, we have a special guest coming on. Um, and Tobor, thank you for not ruining the word of the week. I guess we'll get to the word of the week with the guest. Um, and in the meantime, hey, I want to know. Uh, I'm getting. I'm really getting into the create creative part of of uh, being a creative writer right now, and and it doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, uh, anything in particular with the show or my writing or anything like that. But I have been doing a lot of of all of the above. Um, I've been drawing a lot. I've been creating a lot of cool stuff that I intend to get out to our patrons as soon as I am back from my trip in a couple weeks. Um, Tobor, are you gonna run the show for me while you while I'm gone? Are you gonna be able to no. hang? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, then we'll do a remote show. Do you think you'll be able to handle that? You think that's uh, up right up your alley of what you're capable of doing as a no. robot? Okay. God dang it, Tobor. You are the cr- you are the crankiest, most finickiest, bitchiest little guy um, I ever met. But. Um, anyway, so let's see here. Let's get into some listener emails. Tobor, you got the mailbag there. Uh, whip it open and let's see what it says. That's just an e-bill payment reminder. Oh. Well, that's all that's in our email box? No. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, what, what is in our email box? Um, Southern California Flat Track Racing uh, from Thumper Chalk Talk. Oh, I guess there's going to be some racing. Uh, so let's get into some current events. Tobor, do you want to read these? I will happily let you read these. Patrice, you want to read these? Anybody but me want to read these? I'm giving you guys a chance now. I'm giving you guys a chance now. There, is that better? You looked at me real stupid. Um, is it because I'm a human and you're a robot? All right, anybody, anybody, anybody? No? Yes? Maybe? I have to wash my hair. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read some of these off. Um, current events, because we haven't done current events in, in a hot second. We used to do current events. We used to try to do current events at the beginning of every show. Um, and the last time I had some written down was for March. And everything got canceled. Every single thing. Um, so, yeah. Haven't had current events in a long time. And I almost forgot how, to, how they go. Uh, so, Southern California Flat Track Round 2 is here. We're racing. They're very proud of racing. Uh, out at uh, Paris Raceway out in Paris, California, which I believe is Riverside County, right? That's not San Bernardino County. I think Actually, I think it is San Bernardino County, not Riverside. It's one of the two. Um, whatever is like right here adjacent to L.A. County. So anyway, uh, L.A. County and San Bernardino County, like all of the Southern California counties are the uh, main contributors to the spike 
<laughs> in the recent crisis. Uh, so, yay, we're going back racing. Just wear a mask when you go out there. It's already dusty and hot, so hopefully you have a mask on to begin with. But uh, don't eat your hot dog too close to your chocolate-covered hot dog for you, Tobor. Uh, too close to anybody if you get the chance. So, uh, yeah. And if I, I'm not be out, I'm not going to be out there. I'll be out of town. Uh, so this is Southern California Flat Track Association, round two, July 11th, 2020. I know if our good buddy Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions was here, he would be out there racing his sweet, sweet uh, CRF. Uh, but he's not. He's in J-Pan. And so when he gets back, we will probably see him out there. Um, let me see. Thumper Talk sent me something. Uh, Ducati sent me something. This is old news. Now this is from a week ago. Starting production of the Super Legera V4 big fucking deal. Ducati's always doing something with their fucking motorcycles and it's like, they're not really doing anything. This is something I thought was interesting. Uh, June 17th, so still like a week ago, almost 10 days ago, uh, three months ago now by the time you hear this, Kawasaki to reproduce their cylinder heads for the 1970s Z1 motorcycles. New reproduced parts for the legendary Z models. Um, So what they're going to do they are going to go back. Uh, so Kawasaki Motors Corporation, this is a press release. So I think I can read this without getting my asshole sued right off of my butt, out from between my butt cheeks here. Uh, Kawasaki Motors Corp USA is excited to announce that it will now offer reproduced cylinder heads manufactured in Japan for the legendary K1, or I'm sorry, Z1, KZ900, and KZ1000 motorcycles. Introduced in 1972, the original Z1 was one of the first models designed with the U.S. market in mind and went on to solidify Kawasaki's position as a global leader in the large displacement bike category. Tobor, excuse me, I had a hiccup there. Um, did I do a good job of impersonating a robot? No. God damn it. Fucking yelled in my ear. All right. Well, <clears throat> anyway, let me continue with this now that I can't hear anything. Uh, so, anyway, it said they're going to be reproducing the, reproducing the cylinder heads using current methods based on original part design plans and specs. They'll be manufactured by Kawasaki um, Heavy Industries Limited in Japan and available in silver and black. And it says that they will arrive by fall of 2020 if you place your order by uh, July, June 30th. So I guess you got like one day. <laughs> I'm so mean. Uh, so yeah, place your order ASAP. ASAP Rocky, kid. Um, hey, listen, I need to quit blabbing, but I do want to get a couple of these out. So anyway, and it says to check a compatibility chart on Kawasaki.com to see what models it's compatible with. Maybe you can get some sweet ones for your KZ550 if your name is Junkie Turdman. Um, what I really need is some, like, uh, I forget what the name of Dynatech or whatever makes those bitchin'-ass... Uh, What's it called for those things? Super 73. Oh, yeah. So there was a Super 73 giveaway. Um, you guys got to go check out Super 73. They're the coolest little thing. I'll talk about them in another time. Uh, three hours to go. Alex Shavosky, uh from... Okay, so that was the press release for that. You know, you guys don't need to know that. Uh, Kawasaki News, let the good times roll. You don't need to know about that. More new models coming July 7th. So keep your eyeballs peeled. Their 2021 lineup keeps growing. So if you're into Supercross, if you're into uh, ATVs and side-by-sides and all that stuff, keep your eyes peeled because 
there's 2021 models here, and they're going to keep them rolling in June with Kawasaki. Uh, ya- Honda Ha? Honda Yamaha. Honda Ha. Honda says that the uh, 2021 ATVs are here. Time to get them out. The 2021 four tracks, Honda Rancher, Foreman, Rubicon, and Rincon models are out. So go check those hot dogs out. Who wants to ride a quad? Not me. Monster Energy, Eli Tomat captures Premier Class Championship. Well, that's news. That's not what's coming up here. I know what I did. I saved him on my Instagram. That's where I saw him. Um... So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff get coming out soon, sometime soon. And uh, what I have here in my save stuff is something that's happening with our buddies at the Milwaukee Rivets. Um, also, California Motorcycle Community had something. And also, the Butt Cheese McGrady Please. Uh, I'm just stalling for time. I'm doing a terrible job of it, too. It's like, if I knew how to save all my stupid Instagram stuff, this wouldn't be a problem. Ugh, come on. Okay, there we go. My internet's been real bad lately, too. It's not like everyone and their mom in the whole entire world has been working from home or anything. I don't know why it would be bad. Hashtag, hashtag. Um, So anyway, hey, listen to this. Sunday, 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 the SoCal uh, Cycle Swap Meet's coming back, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to be, of course, spread the word, not COVID, right? (laughs) I like that. It's pretty funny that they put that on there. Um, Yeah, so... Businesses are getting back into the swing of things. Uh, I would just went out to pick up some dinner tonight, and uh, I rode around, and it's like, yeah, most people are most people are chilling without masks and stuff. Some of them are, some of them aren't. So if you go out to an event, it'd be awesome if you wore one, just so if you coughed on people like me that are leaving to go see old people, um, you wouldn't get your germs on me. And uh, spreading good times is what I'm all about, right? And so uh, this will be kind of fun to check this out. I might, I might hit this up a couple times during this summer, um, hopefully meet up with my buddies there. haven't seen a lot of people that I um, work with and used to ride with. So it's like, yeah, one of, the, one of these times we'll have to make the this, this swap meet our destination. But then do you walk through the aisles like six feet apart from each other and like not really hanging out? It's already going to be awkward enough that I'm going to be traveling to this rural part of the country and like feel like I can't hug anybody because I don't want to get my... I'm coming from one hot spot of the country and going to where nobody lives. And it's like, I'm, am I going to bring it? Track it on my shoes. Um, so listen to this. June, nope, yeah. July 3rd, 2020. Um, there's going to be a ride in, down in Spring Valley, uh, California, Hammershaw Road. I know right where that is. Some beautiful hills. That's how I used to go to the San Diego Mods versus Rockers ride down there. Really bitching uh, back roads down, right right by there. Anyway, they're going to go for a ride uh, down there for this dude. He had two of his kids graduate. Um, so they're going to do – California's uh, motorcycle community is going to do like a uh, – kind of like a parade ride around somebody's house. Uh, Wednesday, July 1st at 5.45 p.m. to 9 p.m., so well past your bedtime, <laughs> you old person. Uh, the ride to the Great Lakes Dragway for ladies' night. So listen to this, everybody. Uh, Great Lakes Dragway. Wednesdays are ladies' nights at the Great Lakes Dragway. It's not Dragway. It's Dragway. Um, and they get in for drag racing. Uh, they get free admission for women to spectate and to race. So if you're a woman and you got a sweet car, you got a sweet bike, uh, uh, got a sweet jet car, go down there and race. Kickstands up from the Fuel Cafe, 5th Street at 5.45 p.m. for an easy...
easy group ride, and we'll take Highway 38 down to the track, which is about an hour-long ride. That's pretty sweet. I live about uh, a whole four and a half minutes from a from a, a racetrack, so mm, an hour ride. I'd have to find a, <laughs> I'd have to make it an hour ride. So dudes are welcome to come join for the ride, but don't forget you have to pay admission at the track, which in Wisconsin I'm guessing is like a wedge of cheese or something like that. Um, so yeah, so SoCal Swipe, Swipe, Swap Meet, they're going to be back this weekend as I believe their inaugural weekend back. So it would really kind of be cool to see, um, would really kind of be cool to see what's going down and how things are going to go. Uh, those are the only things I really know about because those are the only things I tracked actively. Uh, otherwise, there is a lot of stuff still going on. There's a lot of people getting out there doing rides. Like I said, gr- the group ride thing never has quit here, but it was mm, kind of like a silent silent uh, crime because <laughs> you probably weren't supposed to be doing it like people were doing it. Um, but, yeah, so get out there, r- ride responsibly, uh, socially distance, all that fun jazz. Where the frick is my cord? I need to transfer some audio over here right now, and I can't find my... Tobor, what are you doing you, uh, okay, that was Patrice. Patrice, what do you, why do you, where's my cord? What are you guys doing with my cord? Ew, god dang it. We'll be right back with some more creative writing. We're going to get a guest on here, and I'm going to transfer some audio. But uh, anyway, ride safe, ride responsibly, but don't don't forget to get out there and ride. Uh, there is some, like, MotoGP and um, uh, Amer- American, like, Moto America is supposed to start up. Uh There'll be some stuff starting up here at the end of summer. I'm positive of it, but just do it safe so that we don't have to go back into this crap in another three months. It's already been pretty devastating. But uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our guest. Uh, you've already listened to half an. You've already wasted a half hour of your life, um, and I haven't told you about any products, any motorcycles, or anything motorcycle related. You really want to stick around for another hour? Yeah, sure you do. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome to Finlay's Fine Books and Sun Dried Goods. Here at Finlay's, we have everything you could possibly want. We have adult dog food. We have books about bread. We have invisible books for invisible people. We even have the floating bag. Right now, for a limited time offer, you can get the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast for up to 10% off. New visitors use the back door and always leave with a smile. Here at Finlay's, find goods and sun-dried books. I think I may have given Naked Jim an erection. Hey, everyone. This is Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. And when I am getting a root canal or something else really just painful and shitty, I like to listen to the Creative Writing Podcast because the best way to fight pain is with pain. everybody you heard it this is the world famous actually we're only famous in like belarus and one other place i can't even remember but this is a uh, creative writing the world infamous and we are here we've got a um a long friend of the show and our newest patron actually uh 
Congratulations on that, by the way. Um, Thank you. Mr. No Nitrous Turbo. Well, are you Turbo Chris or just No Nitrous Chris? Uh, whatever you want to call me yeah. works fine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Bo- not picky. It's Boosted Chris Singsheim. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it was it was Nitrous Chris for so long. I think it's just what's going to stick forever probably. <laughs> yeah, people don't remember the days before Nitrous Chris. Um, yeah, right. So, hey, welcome to the show. Before we get started, um, I did want to say we're going to have the, this week's Word of the Week. And actually, I, I believe you submitted this week's Word of the Week to our Facebook group page. If you want to, we're running low on them. I think I mentioned that a couple weekends ago. Um, if you want to go over to our Facebook page and check it out and submit a Word of the Week, join our group, submit a, submit a word on there. Uh, today's Word of the Week um, is, I'm going to say it this time. I've been letting Tobor say it, but I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the Word of the Week this week is fluid, and it goes into effect as soon as we hear the bell. All right, that was it. That was the bell? God, that was a week. There we go. That's a little better. Yeah, ooh, so, yeah. yeah, whoosh. Almost dang near blew my eardrums that time. So the word <laughs> of the week is, oh, I, I almost said it. <laughs> I already dinged the bell. I can't say it. So that's the word of the week. And every time we say it, um, we're run, I'm running low on cats, but uh, we got like two or three cats left. So don't, don't uh, F-bomb it. And by F-bomb it, I don't mean fuck. <laughs> The word fuck, I mean the word of the week, uh, or else we're going to we're gonna run out of them. But yeah, every time you say it, we got to blow up one of these little snuggly kittens I have over here. So be careful. Luckily, Turbo's... Clean house before this is over. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, Turbo's <laughs> don't have any of that stuff in it, in them. Um, but yeah, we are on the show. Uh, excuse me. Today, we're joined. Um, we have a couple guests. We have our robotic guests in-house, as usual, per usual. We have... Uh, uh, Tobor's here with us, and Tobor, why don't you uh, say ha- hello to Chris? Hello, Chris. Thank you. Wanda's over here making noises. That's her, uh, not Wanda. Why'd I say Wanda? It's Patrice. Is she booting up over there or what? She's getting excited that we have a guest in here. It's kind of because I, I keep her over here turned off most of the time, and um, I don't know I don't know what she's all about. She's just uh, getting excited. But uh, it's Patrice Hot Wires, and uh, Patrice, you want to go... Say hello to whatever you're going to do. I don't know what you're going to do. She might say something. I don't know what's held. Hello, Chris. Oh, okay. She she looked like she was working up to a lot more than that, so I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? After Jay uh, left the show, we we really needed a, a female in here. So Patrice is going to have to do until a live human dares walk into this uh, filthy studio. Um <laughs> So yeah, I wanted to talk to you. I, I love having you on the show, um, and I wanted to have you on because uh, I've seen you've been doing a lot of stuff. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you've been going racing recently. I have. Yeah. Which Quite is, a bit, actually. Right, and that's lucky because a lot of places are shut down here. Um, I think you're you're ripping your GSXR around. My cousin is the yep. GSXR. The GSXR is more cringe than watching Wiggins take a bath. <laughs> I don't know about that, Tobor. <laughs> I wouldn't wow. say that. Yeah, that's that's a little harsh for a GSXR. Um, so yeah, you you went from no nitrous Chris to turbocharged boosted Chris. Um, yep. And you basically uh, have been ripping that thing. I, I saw that you're rebuilding something, and you started a video channel, and you joined the creative writing Patreon team. So I mean, you just been up to basically no good for the last few months, while the rest of us have been languishing around. So that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show, just to see what's up and to talk to somebody that's actually been um, 
doing some fun stuff. So what have what haven't you been up to? Actually, you've been everything you've been up to has uh, been motorcycle related lately. Yeah. What I, well, what I haven't been doing is sleeping a whole lot. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's like I get I get off of work and then it's right out to uh, working on the bike, trying to squeak little rides in when I can, but mostly getting the bike ready to race. Yeah. And then uh, trying to you know trying to film stuff too so i have like some stuff to put on the youtube channel and- right and yeah. that's something that people were asking me uh if i was going to do and i was like you know how much work that is it's actually like a little bit more work than you think and so you've been pulling yeah. it off and how does it feel to be like a youtuber now <laughs> a proper youtuber it's, it's it's fun like i like being able to share like all the stuff i do because like like we were talking a little bit ago like it kind of I think sometimes I just take for granted like how much I do and how much is kind of normal for me that the normal everyday, you know, even racer doesn't really do or get involved in. And yeah, it's been fun to just kind of put it all out there and be like, you know, I'm not the best at everything. I'm not a professional nothing, but I'm not afraid to try and fail and do it. And here's the ways I've been learning and this is what I do. And you know, maybe get somebody else motivated to just tear into stuff and try doing things. And also gives me a chance to kind of like explain what I'm doing or why I do certain stuff. So right. It's been fun. I, I think that like in, you know, 50 years from now when you're, you know, 123, that um, you're going to look back and be, you're going to look back and be happy that you did this because it's also going to be a documenting um, things that are, I, you know, I don't, not that like drag racers ever is going to be a long lost art, but things are going to change definitely within the next few years. Yeah. Um, and things are coming on board that may be different. You know, like when I was growing up as a kid, yep. everybody was drag racing old V8s and, and VW yeah. bugs. And that was the thing. And now people are ripping new Mustangs and Teslas, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, I all late model stuff is the hot stuff now. Yeah. And so it's pretty interesting. Even the import scene was way different than it is, uh, now when I was a kid and those were still big, but they've, oh, yeah. everything's has changed. Right. And so right. I, I dig it. I like that you, you've done it. And yeah, it's one of those things where, who would have thought Chris Singsheim, the guy who, you know, cell phone is the crazy technology for you. All of a sudden, <laughs> a couple of years ago, you 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 pick up your um, you know, you pick up your your bike and you you learn fuel mapping and you learn uh like this whole like four dimensional uh, like a virtual layout of how your bike is running and fuel is going into it. And you, you stick that onto your actual motorcycle. And then you like every single step I'm looking, you're like, I'm wiring this, I'm wiring this and wiring this. So it's really cool yeah. for me to see you pick up a video camera now <laughs> and start filming that. Uh, because not only does that mean that you've upped your game and you've learned a new piece of technology, <laughs> it also means yeah, that, yeah, uh, right? right. It also means that we can get some of that on film. And I, and I am glad that you started filming it because you're right. It's going to be, uh, kind of like a, a time capsule, if not a lost art, you know what I mean? Um, cause I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know when you first started on your bike, did you ever dream that it would have like all this crazy stuff on it? You know? No, never. Like <clears throat> when I first, when I first really started racing, we weren't even like recording passes. And if I wanted to put a camera on the bike, I had to take an actual like early model, <laughs> right. three megapixel digital camera, make a mount for the tank somehow. And then, you know, I had this actual little camera mounted on the bike and that's how I would try to get videos that were all shaky and blurry and distorted. And yeah. so it's just to see how far things have come just recently and how easy things have evolved too. Yeah. It's huge. 
And the cameras, like the getting the the mount to get on there was like there was no real good camera mount. So yeah, it was that was a bit no. would have been hard. Or have your friend ride no back. Oh yeah, have your friend <laughs> have your friend on the back with the camera on on their shoulder, yeah. like they did in in uh, the nineteen seventies for whatever. Um, but on like on any Sunday or whatever that film was. But yeah, they, I haven't found a gutsy enough passenger yet. Yeah, I know, especially at the speeds that you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, so it, it is cool. And and what year? I forget what year you're, because um, you're working on two bikes. You got a thousand, and you got like an old. Do you ever, you're, are you working on Michelle's booster? Yeah. Or what, I saw you working on like another bike too. Your your ZX10 or something. Yeah, yeah. I got a, a 99 ZX9, a old carbureted That's 900. What it is. Yeah, yeah. That was like the first real drag bike, like serious street style drag bike I built, and uh, it's still just stock motor it's nothing fancy but it it runs decent so that's like kind of the the backup spare bike i guess when someone needs something and we're going racing yeah. they just want something to play with at the track for a day so that's the one i take with but i have been working on uh the motor on michelle's bike she had uh probably three weeks ago at this point um it it dropped a valve on the number four cylinder uh. and the number four cylinder is the cylinder that's right above the crank gear that runs the basket the clutch basket uh-huh so that turned into like a metal shredder and it absolutely, it destroyed every part of the motor. Nothing was salvageable. Oh, the head you're is junk. kidding me. No, the head is junk. The block is junk. Uh, the piston disappeared. You look down when I pulled the head <laughs> off, you could actually just see the connecting rod was just sticking up with the wrist pin in it. And then that, that was banging around and that's what destroyed the block. The Dude. bottom of the cylinder was missing. And then it kicked a hole out the front of the cases right at the seam. So it destroyed both the top and bottom half of the cases at the seam. And then all the material got sent through the trans because of the gear that was driving the clutch basket. Like, right. It, it literally, it, it, it just turned it into like a metal mush, like mixture in everything. It's just metal powder. Talk about the best worst case scenario. Like it couldn't have blown up any better to ruin every single part of the motor. <laughs> That's so right? crazy. Yeah. And that was just a valve, huh? Yeah. I don't exactly know why, or what caused it? Because that that head has been like fine the whole time she's had this bike. Um, I've gone through it a couple times just like to double check things. Um, there was because there was one time that it uh, actually it spun a rod twice in that motor, and the first time it was when it was bone stock, bone stock. Then the second time we refreshed it, it lasted for like twelve passes and spun another one. And the second time was actually my fault, and I will take total responsibility for that. I just miscalculated what bearings I wanted to put in there and I ended up setting it up a little too tight. So that was my mistake. But, right. you know, each time I'd go through the cylinder head and you just, you kind of have to, once you have like a major failure, you kind of got to pull everything apart because you don't know where material can end up. And yeah. the last thing I want to do is put a fresh build back together and find out that you still have bearing fragments in some oil galley somewhere or stuck yeah. up in a valve spring. So why... Why it decided to fail this time, I don't know, but it, it actually it broke the head clean off of uh, one of the exhaust valves, and then that sent it into the piston, and being a cast stock piston, it just destroyed it. Had it been like a forged like aftermarket piston, it might have survived a little better. Maybe it would have taken the head of the valve and stuffed it up in the exhaust port or something and stuck it there. Yeah. But just the cast piston just... They're so fragile; it just fractured everything, turned it to mush. Dang, that is nuts! I've, I've, 
never seen I've seen dropped valves and I've never seen that before like that amount of devastation yeah. and like you said that just broke the right one to drop it straight yep. down into the the clutch basket <laughs> just yeah. start flinging everything like around they, dudes I know that have been racing you know like 700 horse pro street bikes that like you know Grenadian stuff is not really uncommon they were looking at it and they were just like I've never seen that much carnage in one mistake yeah, it, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad but impressive. <laughs> yeah, it was hers a thirteen? Her, it was a like late model boost, like a later one, right? Yeah. Uh, hers was the early uh, 06, so it's a Gen one. But they were those were still twelve, some, like close to thirteen hundred, right, or somewhere around there, like twelve ninety nine or twelve eighty something like that. Yeah. So I mean, god dang. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just under thirteen hundred actual CCs. Yeah, that is like the perfect storm. That is but nuts. The good news is that we finally convinced her this is the reason now to finally do a turbo build. <laughs> so is that oh. her next goal? <laughs> we, yeah, me and uh, uh, her boyfriend, Mike, we actually, we, we've we been beating up on her pretty hard about like just putting a turbo on it. Nitrous is stupid. You don't want to do that. Just put a turbo on it. Let's put a turbo on it. Yeah. <laughs> and she don't want no part of it. And then now we finally convinced her about like how much easier it is to tune and, you know, you can go fast on every pass. You don't got to worry about making motor passes and then, you know, making a nitrous pass and then chasing the two different tune-ups and getting bottles filled. Like, yeah. So oh yeah. It's easier. If you want to, yeah. If you, if you want to race a lot, uh, turbo is just the way to go. Yeah. Tobor has some, what did you, he was raising his hand when you were talking about that, uh, that, uh, valve letting go. It sounds like the finale to the Terminator movie. Yeah, lots of fire and explosions and all that great jazz. Um, yeah, the uh, I remember you talking about all of your nitrous experiments and when they would go awry, they would go awry. You, I think you sent me some videos a long time ago when we first started yeah. chatting online of things gone wrong. And yeah, turbo. Yeah. I like turbo. Patrice raising her hand. What, what do you think about turbos? Turboner. Turb what? Oh, I see. What, under your speak screen, it says Turboner. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. that's hot. That's, that's hot. hot. <laughs> turboner. Um, yeah, that gives me a Turboner thinking about drag bikes with, with turbos. I, I love, I love a good uh, turbo. You know, I, you just don't hear them on many motorcycles. Um, yeah. All that metal, all that metal blowing up here. Um, I have to ask, I was thinking about this uh, this morning for some, I, just, I don't know why this blew into my head, but I was like, I have your piston over here that you sent me that blew off on your Jixer too. And mm -hmm. I'm just going, yep. man, all this metal that just gets uh, thrashed around and you can never reuse it. It becomes like lawn art or like a boat anchor at that point, right? And yeah, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to ask you, because you're a welder too. So I thought I'd ask you, what's your thought on plastic versus metal? Because a lot more crazy, crazy stuff is getting made out of plastic these days. From frames, obviously plastics on motorcycles, you can go metal or you can go plastic. And the ones that you're racing are covered in way more plastic than, than metal. But what, yeah. at some point, I imagine, I used to wonder this when the um, Ford came out with this weird car. And I think they call it the Smart for Two now. But it wasn't Smart for Two that makes it. It was the Ford like Think City. And it looked like a giant little tykes car. It was made out of all plastic, even the... Um, <laughs> Even the manifold was plastic on the on the intake or the exhaust or something, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what used to be metal is wow. now plastic." So, what do you think as like the, especially as electric vehicles are coming on more and more? Um, I got my eyes on the Harley Davidson Livewire, as a matter of fact, um, 
and I'm looking at that thing going, that's mostly plastic, a lot of it, you know? So what's your, what's your thing with plastic versus metals? What's more reusable? Um, when you, when you grenade one, uh, you send it to the, you know, I'm, I'm assuming when you, when you scrap a motor, do you guys take it to the, to the scrap yard and try to get some money for it or, or, or is it just trash? Yeah, this was like any like cases, pistons, heads, whatever. I would just throw them in our, uh, we got a, a big aluminum recycle bin at work. So I just throw them in there. Yeah. So well, they do get recycled, but yeah, you know, there's not a lot of value. If I just take it in by itself, I might get a couple bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's, that's the problem with it. Um, and they, I was thinking about it because they make more robots. Oh, they do. Oh, that's uh, Patrice says that's where they take that stuff. They they take it to make more robots. So hopefully, I'll have some more friends up here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> well, but I'm contributing to more Patrices. Yes, contributing to more Patrices. And um, they, when I was thinking, because I just learned how to cast. I've been I've been busy with motorcycle stuff, but I've also been doing like this this lockdown stuff that we've been on. And like I, we, you and I were talking off mic a little bit. I haven't technically been off lockdown. I've been going out for rides and stuff like that and running every errand that I can possible on a motorcycle. And I'm actually going to be yeah. taking a trip pretty soon. Maybe, I don't know if I'm going to be riding the whole way, but I'm going to be riding like part of the way. And everybody else though, we're, we're, we're headed toward the second wave of lockdown. Cause in, right, in, especially where I am, I can feel it coming because there's like, just in the last three days, there's been like 2,000 new cases every day. And I was like, oh my God, we were down to that oh, like a week, right? Like we got down to that every, every week at one point. And now it's, we're back up. Like there's like, hey, it's over. Thanks, protesters. Yeah. And everything else has proved that like, you can go out in public with no mask. But boom, uh, the cases are going up. So I'm just so scared that we're going to go back in lockdown. But while we've been in like this like weird time where nobody's been doing anything, I was like, you know, I'm going to like learn how to do casting and molding because I was, I was doing wow. some fiberglass stuff and I uh, got bored and I was trying to consume my kids with something to do. And I learned how to cast plastic. And so I was like, you know what? Like I could make some sweet motorcycle parts. And that's what made me think of it. And I knew you were going to be on, and I knew you love welding. So that's what kind of, um, brought on the, uh, the question is like, are you a plastics dude or a metals metals dude? And so, yeah. What do you think of pla- Like, what, what do you think of plastics I, and, and motorcycling period? I, uh, for me, metals are easier like if i need something i i can visualize it in metal and i know how to go about maybe the steps of making it happen like i can mentally kind of plan out how i'm going to do it plastics i'm a little more unfamiliar with but i do use quite a bit of plastic on the bike yeah. like if there's something that's not really structural or a real critical part on the bike is most of it's made of plastic, like black Kydex plastic. Right. Yeah. Like, like a lot of, a lot of tabs, like my dash, my whole dash mount is plastic. There's all kinds <clears> of brackets <throat> and things holding things in place that are all plastic because of a metal piece that size weighs twice as much. Yeah. That's, and that's why I was going to ask you, cause I know you're such a weight stickler. You, you, you've, uh, if you've never seen, um, TPS fab videos, go to YouTube, check out TPS fab. Um, but it also just go to Chris's, uh, your Facebook page. There's constantly every, and this is, this is what drew me to WIR top 10 bikes a long time ago is you would always be on there. You guys were talking smack. It was so funny and cool. Like I, I loved like finding this little group of racers up in Wisconsin. And then all of a sudden, like 
it's not such a little group and like all of a sudden everybody's like bringing the heat and then like I see you weighing stuff and you're literally weighing and balancing every damn thing and I was like whoa and then I saw you making some components and right you would make stuff out of like aluminum just to fit your bike just to get something down and get and then you'd throw it on the scale next to your stock one and it was like I don't know 17 grams lighter but you're like nope but I use titanium bolts and (laughs) everything's lighter on my bike right so like you go headphones check check one two all right we're back that was a that was a uh we can't blame that one on wiggins but uh the battery went dead <laughs> i'd prefer it if we did yeah i know you know what we can <laughs> just say i i um i basically uh used to complain about these harbor freight batteries that i got and that's what i just undid oh, yeah. it and guess what was in the uh, recorder? Uh, oh no! Yeah, so don't the those things? Uh, yes, dude. They are made. They are. I don't know what they're made of, but it's it's made. They're made of short term and uh, memories and long term tears. We yeah. can blame a lot on Wiggins. Okay, Tobor agrees that we can blame a lot on Wiggins. So let's do it then. Um, Wiggins, thanks for putting these batteries in the recorder last time you were here. Six, yeah, way six, to go. Six months ago. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of Wiggins, I, he, um, he's been posting a lot of dirt, of motorcycle stuff lately. So I know he misses it. Yeah. I, I know he's got to be just fiending to get back out there. But, uh, I don't yeah, know when the last time. Be frustrating. Yeah, for sure. And, um, like I said, it sounds like we might be heading back into phase two of this shit because everybody's out without a mask. The canyon where, I last went riding with Wiggins before all this went down. Um, dude, it was uh, dirt, right like mid quarantine, like the first weekend that they opened stuff back up. You went, you would go up there, and there was like f- I don't know, like six or seven thousand people up there, and no oh, masks, and all crowded into this little stream because it was hot as blazes too. It was like it was uh, you know m- end of March, early May is like when summer starts around here. So it was like it was like ninety degrees. Everyone and their mom went up there to the um, little creek that's up there and jumped in. And, and I went up there and there was just cars everywhere. And I told my wife, this is usually deserted, especially during a quarantine. You would think it was deserted. And then yeah. uh, we rode all the west, rest of the way up. And, and uh, you know, we, they went on a little Sunday drive. And I went up there and, and with them. And we're, I was like, oh, my God. Like, there was a couple other motorcycles up the top. But I was like, this is nuts. Like there was cars backed up for like a mile to get up there. And I was like, this is usually deserted too. So it's so weird. Once the uh, parks shut, everybody just ran up to the hills. And um, since there's no rangers or anybody there, they just took free reign of the campgrounds. <laughs> I was like, dude, Damn. They, took, they stole my idea. <laughs> um, but I know Wiggins hasn't been riding since like probably all year. So just having like nothing to go do and, and flat out Friday get canceled and all that. And he started a new yeah. job right then. And I'm sure that he's like fiending to go riding now. And he just, I don't know when the last time, I think the last time he was on a motorcycle probably was when he went with me. Um, like either that or super late last year. So yeah, it's a real bummer, real bummer. I'm glad you've been getting out. And, and I, I know Milwaukee's what started it all. Cause after flat out Friday happened, uh, the rest of the, uh, country got <laughs> coronavirus. So yeah, thanks right. flat out Friday. <laughs> Actually, it was probably all the yokels from San Diego and, and LA, like Southern California area that went back there, but they probably brought it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
yeah. How is all that stuff back there? Like, how is the, is there, I seen that everything seems to be going pretty chipper. So, and you're racing again. So, yeah, like it's, it's weird. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't get out into the real world a whole lot as far as like out and about other than, you know, work, a couple places I go to get parts and food and things, and then my shop or the racetrack. But for the most part, everything is kind of normal around here. There's, there's like capacity restrictions on some of the restaurants or not restrictions, but they're voluntarily kind of doing these things. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and then, um, like the racetrack, like the public events are kind of starting to happen other than stuff that was already like for sure canceled, you know, you know, a while back, like uh, the parades, the 4th of July, all the fairs and festivals, everything that required like major organization that's been canceled, that they can't really just do overnight that stuff's all not going on, but there's a lot of, you know, you can still go do a lot of stuff around here. And yeah, even like going out riding around and stuff too. It's, it's pretty normal to stop at a gas station and see a little, you know, small group of people hanging out with bikes, taking a pit stop kind of thing. Yeah. I, I have to admit that even through this whole thing, the Southern, even when it was supposed to be, Hey, you're only supposed to get out and ride like from point A to point B for work or whatever. There was quite a bit of the Cal- <clears throat> California motorcycle scene that never stopped. And sure. after three weeks, people were already fed up. So I was like, well, I can't believe it's been so many weeks already. But um, yeah, there was there was quite a few people out um, st- still doing group rides and and like break the quarantine ride. And it's like, that's kind of against the, the point of the yeah. <laughs> quarantine, but it never really <laughs> stopped. I mean, I'd like to say that I've, I've been trying to be responsible and I've been doing all the stuff and luckily I haven't caught anything but at the same time like i've avoided a lot of those big group rides i kind of prefer to get out on my own anyway and kind of just go ramble around and see what trouble i can get into but um yeah i'm the same one yeah so i just been doing that kind of solo stuff how is it getting out on your drz oh yeah i saw that you you got out on those things a couple of times how's that been dude it's a blast so i sold the other two drz's that i had the the e-models that are just like off-road only and I was looking for, I wanted the DRZ 400 and S model. So the street legal dual sport. Mm. And I was just kind of waiting, 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 waiting. And then a clean one popped up. It was a little bit older than I originally was looking for. It was a, it's a 2001, but it only had 3,500 miles on it. And the thing is like virgin fresh new still. And it had a bunch of like basic bolt-ons done to it already. So that's I the one I grabbed the up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Tobor. Or I'll pipe him down. Um, so yeah, that's the one I've been riding around, and man, it's a blast to ride a dirt bike on the street again. Yeah, I, I bet. And and I remember last year you were showing me, and Michelle was posting up a couple little uh, things that she went out with. So so how many DRZs do you have now? I feel like you're like Bry Viffer, where he had like six or seven <laughs> VFR 750s. I feel like you've gone through that many DRZs in the last year. Yeah, I've, I've had four total. I only have the one now. I okay. kind of cleaned house. I, I even sold my Duke. No, you're kidding me. Yeah, I sold it to a friend of mine. Like, I wasn't I wasn't really planning on selling it, but it kind of has been in the back of my mind because I've been looking at um, other naked bikes, like, kind of similar to the Duke. Yeah. So I was looking at the uh, the Yamaha MT10. Oh, yes. Cross, yes. Uh, yeah, the cross-plane R1 motor. Oh, my deal. God, it like, sounds so good. So I ran into a couple of guys at a, a ride 
last year and uh they both showed up on theirs and i was talking to them a little bit and they're like just do it you'll never regret it like yeah they had nothing but good things to say but that was one of the bikes i'm considering but it's also very similar to my 08 super duke i had so right well the duke that thing was a single right or was that a parallel twin twin. was yeah okay that's yeah 990 twin oh yeah that's right they wouldn't make a single that big it's like a paint can going up and down inside the motor (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah the thing was the thing was good to me i put like thirty seven thousand miles on it i remember i had it yeah you've gone through two or three spooky spokes with that thing and a couple motorcycle podcasters challenge which actually that's one thing i am missing um tobor is raising his hand what you said it what I want to blast a cat. I know you do, and we will. We'll get to that. We'll probably say the word of the week here in a minute. Just give us a moment to talk about <laughs> I actual... I want to blast a cat. <laughs> yes, Chris, we'll, we'll get to that. Just give me a sec. Plus, I think I set my sound effect machine down, so just hold on to your horses. Um, <laughs> I w- was going to say before we were rudely interrupted, um, yeah, I really am missing the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge this year because that was my... Uh, one excuse to get out and ride for no other reason except for just to ride. And I yeah. I really liked the team thing, and I've kind of been missing that. I, I realized that that's kind of what's been um, – it hasn't just been the fact that, like, there hasn't been a lot of riding because, like I told you, there has been. People have been going out and doing all sorts of crazy things. But it's just the fact of, like, doing a, a group ride even if it's virtual, you know. So that's why I'm really stoked to see that you were out, um, you know, riding around – uh, I'm trying to lead us into this thing, pushing a whole lot of what, what type of stuff were you doing on your bike? You're, I know you were clicking through the gears, but you're also burning lots of gas and circulating lots of, uh, the word of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. Oh, Tobor, Tobor. How did you like that, Tobor? Are you satisfied? All right. He's shaking his head. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank you, thanks, Chris. Tobor really—he looks relieved. Yeah. He was getting kind of antsy looking over here, but uh, kind of kind of softballed that one in there for me. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel a little bit better, Tobor? No. Okay. Well, I think we'll have to blast another one. <laughs> another one in a little bit. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll figure out. We'll figure it out again, Tobor. But yeah, so I, I am glad that you're doing that. What are you gonna? What have you been since you got rid of the Duke? Is that what you've been tootling around on? Then is that um, the DRZ? Because you, like you said, you put yeah. a lot of miles on that Duke, and it seems like it could do the. Uh, it, it could do it where when I think of DRZs, I think of like running up to the hills and ripping around in the dirt and coming back. So have you have you been yep. putting some miles on it or what? Yeah, well, mostly uh, just street miles for now because I haven't I haven't had it all that long, and all of a sudden like racing got real busy just like recently, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to just like disappear for a weekend. But that was the point of getting rid of the Duke now and getting the, the DRZ is because I, I really wanted the street legal dirt bike because the North Woods here is full of trails, but yeah. you got to have a dual sport. They don't allow what they consider. Um, limited use off-road vehicles, which would be like a motocross bike, which is what they considered. Yeah, so they don't allow those anywhere, basically. So I needed to have the street legal dual sport with the license plate kind of thing. Yeah. And then now the whole northern half of the state is available for my trail riding. Bam. And then I'm going to, yeah, so now I'm going to wait and possibly over winter, maybe into spring or something, I'm going to look for another, like, big road bike, like another naked bike I can actually you know, go across the state with and not just have the back road everywhere. Yeah. So that's what, that's where I'm probably looking at that MT 10 or that KTM's got that new 
the super scalpel. Yeah. The, uh, oh God, what is that? That's the, um, the RC, is that an 800? No, that's the RC, like something like that, like 850 or 900. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a Duke 890. 890, super that's what it is. The 890. Yeah, it's, a, it's a parallel twin. Yeah. It's like the, it's like a little bit more badass kind of version of the 790 Duke that they had last year. Yeah. You know what? That 790 Duke, too, I think Chris Fillmore won the uh, middleweight championship for Pikes Peak yeah. on it. Those things aren't anything to, to scoff at. You know what I mean? Like they're pretty, no, they, pretty they bitching. Make, yeah, they make like 120 horse or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know they don't weigh nothing. I got the press release for the super scalpel and I was like, man, I kind of feel like w- I get press releases for Ducati and KTM all the time. And it's like, really? Like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I get it. They're making some pretty s- sweet bikes at the same time. I feel like both of those brands just take a, uh, I don't know. They kind of just redo what they've already been done. Like, there's nothing like new or exceptional about it. But it does. KTM is I even respect yeah. a little bit more than Ducati because at least you don't expect like a dirt bike company to come in and start making awesome road bikes. Where Ducati, you know what I mean? Like they've right. been around long enough that it's like, yeah, you're just like the super. How many times are we gonna hear like Super Leggera now or or Panigale now? You know, it's like, come on, um, right, make yeah. something cool. I like the hyper that Ducati made, but then again, that's a big ass. Uh, like 1000 cc quote like dual uh supermoto which is just too big and uh they're probably cool yeah. for road touring but those ktms do like a little bit uh i don't know i just they, they're surprising i guess but yeah, yeah let me you, sure. you gotta let me know man keep me keep the world posted if you sh- uh step into that mt10 because those things are so bad um that's like it would be awesome to get the KTM, but I am kind of leaning more towards the MT10 just because their used price is a little more in the ballpark of what I'd be looking to pay. Yeah. Even though that the Super Scalpel brand new, I think I saw there's a place, um, a KTM dealer just out west where I live here, that uh, they list them like brand new. They're like 11.9 or something. Oh, like wow. That. So yeah, yeah. It's not a ridiculously priced bike, but the MT10 is a little cheaper if you get a couple of years old. Yeah. Well, Speaking of that, like the new Honda CRF 450L is like ten something. So like that's a pretty good, Dude. a pretty decent price for a KTM yeah. Ripper. <laughs> so yeah, you know, right. I I love the sound of that cross plane too. Like when you hear those things ripping down the road, or um, I don't, there's one that there's one that lives by here, and every time I hear that thing every evening. So I know he's been, I know he's gone back to work because I hear him coming home every day right around the same time, and I'm like, oh, I want to <laughs> run out to the street real quick and just like, you know ride ride behind him but um i don't know where he lives or anything but you can hear it coming because it's got that distinct sound it almost sounds like a little yeah. v8 or something right like the, yep. like that and the the other one i love is the mt09 and i it's because that triple just ri- i love the sound of triples just because they sound like a weird yeah. rotary almost but that thing too those those two um they're awesome. If you say you're going to get the Neek in, I'm just like, I have to say right now, we're never going to have you back on the show. And I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no interest in that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to, I don't want to shit talk that because every, every motorcycle is probably going to be three wheels like in the future, <laughs> like pretty soon here. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right? but yeah, that's awesome that you're thinking about stepping into those and they're proven. I haven't heard, I mean, usually I get recalls and stuff come across my desk once in a while. 
And that's not one, I mean, there might be, there might be some issue with it, but that's one of the ones that, since it's based on the R1 and it actually fixed a lot of the problems that the FJs had back when they were called, or not FJ, the yeah. FZ, back when they were called that, they kind of refined some stuff when they changed it to the MT. It wasn't just a name change. Um, they yeah. really did refine a lot of stuff, and I, I can't think of any recalls that I've heard off the top of my head come across the desk and, and uh, you know, that stands out. Those things are just so, for a, for a, Bitching ass bike, they're pretty bulletproof from what I hear. So that's a that's an awesome. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, Patrice is. Uh, Patrice heard me say MT10, and she got into. Whew, she she perked up, and I some lights started flashing. Yeah. So that's something that um I can't wait for. Is this uh I think the motorcycle podcasters challenge is still going to happen this year, and it's so funny because it's something that I've kind of put in the back of my head just because. Um, you know the way th- the way 2020 has shaped up so far, <laughs> and so yeah, right. So I kind of wrote it off. I I'm I'm in a Bosasoku challenge with the guys from the Nokomoto podcast, and unfortunately, it sounds like they're way further ahead on their motorcycle than I am on mine. Like mine doesn't even run, and I'm like, oh, I've had it for a while. I should like that'll be my fun summer tinker project. And now my summer has totally gone to shit. I I don't even want to look at motorcycles anymore after I get off of work. The last I just want to go in and like bury my head in the bucket of ice and like dude like my head is steaming uh from all the motorcycle stuff that i have to deal with on a daily basis but i push forward and i push on and i think i have until march or april of next year to do it which is plenty of time right um Mm. i watch you take motors out and rebuild them like saturday and go back racing (laughs) sunday so i'm like god damn it i just need to like buck up here and (laughs) i'm real Right. We're doing the cylinder head right now to go. I got a race on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, see, what four four days left to get that thing back together and running? Yeah. Right. And when this, so by the time this comes out, you guys, he'll be already have tuned it and like testing it and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I just need to get into the uh, a. I, I need to sell my kids. That's the first thing because they take up a lot of time. <laughs> but also, yeah, just getting into the like this seems. I thought that this would be a time, especially because like the country kind of shut down in a way. I thought this would be a time for everybody to just take a step back and take a breath and like, uh, kind of start doing some stuff like, yeah, man, now is the time where I'm going to like go learn how to rebuild a, you know, I don't know, an old lawnmower or something like that. Everybody's going to, but what has happened is that a, it's put a backstop on, um, supply and demand. I've noticed there's a lot of stuff that's yeah. not coming to me because it's like no longer in stock or no longer made. And it's because they don't have the extra time and manpower now that they're on like catch up mode to get back into the remaking. Like Spamala, I was going to rebuild Spamala and the used, I used to be able to buy a Wiseco kit for it. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't make it anymore. They, I, they don't even make replacement like rings for Spamala anymore. And so Damn. I'm going to have to drop a GSX motor in her to get her back on the street. Um, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> so, but yeah, <laughs> yeah so no it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I just, I really, I thought this would be this reflective time and, and uh, instead it's been sure. super busy. So I'm kind of looking forward to the end of the year. Hopefully, I think that they were going to do the uh, Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge in September, which will be great. It's just as hot here in September as it is in May. Like it's the uh, the caps on, a, on an extremely hot summer. So it's still going to be hot, but um, it'll be just as hot as it would be like when we regularly had it. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to this summer, like kind of chilling out and just, getting back into motorcycle stuff. And in the meantime, I've been doing a whole bunch of plastic casting and trying to do a, um, 
a little bit of a bike restyle and stuff like and, and I'm trying to get parts together to rebuild bikes, but I just right now it's hard for me. So uh I've really been thinking about, man, like Chris seems to like blow these things out of the water. But then I was thinking about, well, your bikes, all of your bikes are um even your oldest bike is about twenty years newer than my newest bike, except for the SCR, right? So I was like, oh God. And that's one I'm not even worried about fixing because it's so new. I barely have broke that thing in. So I was like, dude, I I uh, just look forward to like watching your videos and seeing all the crazy stuff that you do. And and uh, the one thing I have to say is if you haven't checked out TPS Fab, go do it because uh, I don't know what year your GSXR is. It's like a 07, right? Or 08 is pretty old, right? Uh, it's all three. Oh, three. So, geez, even older than that. Yeah. You know what? It's This sounds crazy, but it's going on 20 years. I know. Well, I the, know. The thing is, like, I would love to have a brand new one as a foundation to start building another one. But, like, fundamentally, like, design-wise, it's they're not really any different. Yeah. And if you're going to build stuff and make horsepower, it doesn't matter if I started out with one that made 100 horse or 200 horse. It's going to all get changed anyways. So I just work with the one that I own that's paid off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The save your payment for the MT-09. Um, yep. but yeah. So, uh, and, and you were saying, cause I, I've been putting out some random shows, like very, I would say very random. <laughs> the topics are random. The schedules <laughs> have been random. Um, but you, you got a chance to listen to our last one and you were listening to, I was talking about all the stuff that came out in 2010. Your O three 3 now has that cause you've retrofitted it. Right. I mean, you're, yeah. you're going backwards. So you're, you're old. What is What once was old is now new again, but not because it came back exactly. into style. It's because you revamped it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the whole, the, whole, uh, the whole standalone bike control engine management system is all aftermarket on that thing, and it, it does literally everything. Yeah. Um, how did you uh, – well, first of all, you didn't just start and throw everything brand new. You went piece by piece. So how did you, uh, like when you got that thing, 03, it was carbureted, right? That was still fuel injected. The 03 was? One of the early years. Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. I thought, I didn't think anything went carbureted that early. That's pretty amazing. Hey, yeah. get off there, alarm. I think. <laughs> I'm getting I think, uh, bombed with sound effects. 90, <laughs> 98, 750s, I think, were the first year fuel injected. No kidding. That's pretty early. Yeah, the the one like the the S rad, the real weird looking bulbous yep, bulbous yep. looking ones. Yeah. Yeah, way back in the day my brother in law had one of those brand new and it was like all the rage. Fuel injected. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the first fuel injection was just like, hey, look, it's like a, a weird pump putting doing like it's like four miniature carburetors. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just squirting squirting unmetered fuel into here. Uh Tobor's saying something. What do you want, Tobor? 20 years is basically 500 years in robotic. Yeah, that's, that is. 20 years, I mean, 20 years ago in, in the internet was like the internet started. So yeah, to, for Chris to go backwards and have all this cool stuff that, even 2010 seems like so long ago now when I thought about it, in my brain it feels yeah. it feels new. Um, and all this like IMUs and like KTM even uh, notably has a um, off-road IMU now, like that lets you do like off-road ABS and stuff. Well, BMW does too, but KTM specifically was talking about it last year where they have like a literal, uh, an IMU that's been literally designed for off-road use. I mean, dude, all that stuff that came in 2010 has just been so crazy. And your bike has all that now and it's a 03. So I, congrats. Um, I get a, uh, I got a, uh, 
I have a shock travel sensor on it. I get tire temperature, rear tire temperature displayed on the dash, wheelie control, traction control, five different levels of each. Like it does all of it. Yeah. It's awesome to play with. Dang. And you put all that on there yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That is nuts. How much of the, how confu- how like frustrating and confusing was that? Um, it was more frustrating and confusing before I ever started on it. Yeah. Try, like when you don't have the stuff in hand and you're trying to like ask questions on the internet and get little bits of info from people, it can be worse than just digging in and do it yourself and one problem at a time. Right. Like, right. I was, I was so overwhelmed with 300 wires hanging off the front of the bike with the ECU mounted. But at the t- same time, I was just like, <laughs> that was a huge goal was to just get the ECU mounted. Yeah. That yeah. was the start. I After remember that, that it was just, yeah, that picture on, yeah. um, on uh, Facebook, just looked like you know Technicolor spaghetti, <laughs> dude. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was overwhelming just to look at. And then I thought, shoot, every single one of those has a plug somewhere. But now that you got yeah. it set up and like you work through, that's the thing too. Is it like any like when I'm thinking about this bike that I'm supposed to be building for Bosasoku, I'm like, anything's hard. Everything's hard, or it's as easy as you want to make it. And that's what I'm dealing with, like at work and stuff like that too. Is like people look at something, they get overwhelmed. Because mm-hmm. you look at it, but just take it and break it down to its essential pieces. Yeah. Like that's my goal for this summer is just to n- not necessarily find the time, but just maximize it. And that's what I'm learning too. Uh, the older I get is that like, you got to maximize your time. I like to come out here and look around and say, oh, I could do that. And then like, I end up sweeping up because I, I, my brain just like, I can't work in a mess and it's yeah. so cluttered. Uh, that's another thing since Wigan hasn't been coming around the garage has been getting cluttered. I just been throwing everything in here and that's probably how I lost my stupid little cameras. But I come in here and I think of one thing and then the next thing you know, I'm cleaning the garage instead of doing it. And it's just, I just need to like come in here, peace of mind, have everything clean and ready. Just take one day to clean it and then come in here fresh, fresh slate. Yeah. Like I, uh, I still have a tendency to get myself overwhelmed with like, so right now Michelle's bike is all blown apart and we, that's going to be a slow process for her to, you know, slowly find parts and buy parts because it's going to be expensive. So it's little by little. And then at the same time, mine is all blown apart right now. So I might not be able to have the free time I want to just go for a motorcycle ride because even if I did the whole time, I would be thinking, I really should go to the shop and get this <laughs> right. done. <laughs> right. And then, and then I'll, I'll be like, well, I got all these different things to do and I'll get frustrated and I'll have the nights where I just decide I don't do anything. Yeah. That's what I do too. I'll break it down to be like, okay, tonight my goal is to, um, so last night I went out, all I wanted to do was just get my valves lapped into my head. I got all new valves. I just wanted to get the valves lapped in. I'm like, realistically, that's an hour's worth of work. If I can squeeze one hour into time or into my, my evening, one hour of time that puts me, two hours ahead for tomorrow. Right. You know, and every, every day, just that one goal puts me farther ahead for the next day. So instead of looking at the whole thing going, well, I don't even have a cylinder head and I got to go race on Sunday. Well, <laughs> I got all these little, I got, I got all these little parts that if I break it down, it's a bunch of small jobs that really aren't that time consuming. And I just break it down that way. And another thing is with the, like with the YouTube channel is there's nights where I really don't feel like doing anything. But it's motivating to know, like, you know what? I got a cool idea for how I'm going to film this. Yeah. So now it's not even so much about 
working on the parts. It's, I got a cool idea for filming. Yeah. So it's just stupid, stupid ways you find motivation to just conquer stuff. Yeah. And you know, um, oh, Tobar's raising his hand. What do you want? Lapping valves is child's play. You can do it. Filming is easier. All right. So he thinks that you're on the right track there. Um, <laughs> lapping valves, child's play, filming even easier, says Tobor. I find it kind of confusing and hard when I am sitting there trying to, um, you know, I think of this all the time. Like, hey, what can I use for the podcast? When people were asking me if I was going to do video, I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. Then I was like, hell no, because it is hard. But yeah, it can be motivating. When I used to be into, uh, into fitness a lot, and before I had a show and I had time to do both, I just have too much things to do is what, what my problem is. But when I was really into fitness, when I didn't feel like working out is the days I needed to do it the most. And so it's the same yeah. thing on mo- my motorcycles. Like I, I do the same thing. I come out here, I don't really even feel like I've been looking at motorcycle stuff all day. The last thing I really want to do is come out here and, and do it. When I come out here and just touch something, it just like uh, the spark sets in and it's like floating on the breeze. The next thing I know I'm doing something else. I'm doing something else, throwing some fiberglass that has to cure. Hey, while that's curing, go over here and look and see like, can you check your valve? Oh, look, I got a new valve tool. Oh, let's go order some parts. I've been, excuse me. I haven't been spending a whole lot of money since we've been stuck at home recently. And, um, not that I was a big spender to begin with, but it's, it's nice that I, um, you know, haven't been going out and, you know, throwing, sure. throwing a bunch of money into the gas tank and trips and going out to eat and stuff like that. So it's like, Hey, I got a little extra change. I'm going to finally, I've had this t- valve tool that I have, um, changed Spamalus valves with for like the last like 15 years or however long I've, uh, been up here in LA and it's like, I'm going to buy a proper Yamaha valve tool, you know? And I finally, after yeah. owning spam for like 20 years, went and got a proper valve tool that's actually made for the Yamaha valves. And I was like, treated myself <laughs> and it's like a special tool, you know? So I was like, uh, it's one of those things where like, yeah, I start doing, I start doing things here and there. I, you can get in your head and you can get overwhelmed, especially like in today's climate and with social media distractions and all that great shit. But yeah, yeah. once, once you do, that's why I love your, your YouTube YouTube stuff that you do is because it's kind of like, yeah, look, he j- all he did is set up a camera and then went to work and then thought of what mm-hmm. to say. And yeah, it's a $40 camera, dude. And, and look at that. I, the stuff that you're putting out is just so funny and it's cool to watch. Like that's what I do in my downtime is I've been watching a lot of your, uh, your vids and, um, sometimes at night when I can't do anything or it would be too loud to come out here and use the angle grinder in my very quiet neighborhood, it's like, I'm going to watch yeah. YouTube and learn how to do something. Right. So yeah, sure. I, I dig it. I dig I it. Do. I don't, I don't even watch regular TV anymore because it's all like, like, like regular, like sitcoms and reality TV and stuff. Like it, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I literally, I, I only watch YouTube. Like yeah. I watch people make things and create things and, learn a shortcut for something or maybe a different way that this guy's got, you know, some Bridgeport mill in his garage and he just whipped out some super elaborate 3d part. Yeah. Like that's like knowledge. I love that stuff. Yeah. And it, it's, that's how I got into doing the plastic casting that I did. It was started out with like, Oh, I got my wife. Um, my friend just sent me some weird random link to this dude that does like crafts. And I was like, Oh, crafts, but you know, crafting, when you think of the word craft, like a, a artisan or a craftsman, it could be like metal craft, plastic craft, yeah. you know. So this guy, he does all sorts of crafts. And I, and I saw he's making like toys and stuff like that and just making weird, random, fun, cool stuff. But I saw the, mm-hmm. uh, even before I knew how to do this, I busted my, I went dirt bike riding once and busted the stupid, uh, 
start button off my motorcycle. Well, guess who had a hard time like trying to push the start button with the finding finding a stick on the ground to stick in the thing every time it stalled, right? <laughs> uh, so when I got home, the first thing I did is I took the pieces that I could find and I smashed them in some like Sculpey or something to make them negative, oh. right? I didn't know anything about casting or anything like that. I'd done a little bit of fiberglass, but that was about it. And I made this thing. And now that I've watched this guy's YouTubes, I was like, dude, I'm going to start making funny turn signal lenses. Like I'm going to make stuff that like, I could take that somebody I could give to you and it would fit like right on your street bike or something, right? Like take a mold mold of the mount and then like just make something funny and stupid. And it's how those guys make all those like old cafe racer, like cat lenses and this. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun and stupid. And so it totally got me into it. I got my wife into, uh, another craft thing that he had done. But for me, it was not only fun, but it was something that got me into, um, knowing like kind of being able to better I, I know how to do fiberglass and that's about it right and now I'm like sure. oh now I know how to make plastics and like if I get like a certain now I know how to do a certain type of resin and if I bust like my old um tail lamp that they don't make anymore I could straight up make a new one that is an exact replica so yeah it's just one of those things where like I love YouTube and, I, and I've loved this crazy crazy downtime that we've had and yeah regular TV can just fuck right off you know um yeah Okay, Patrice. Patrice is waving her hands at me. I guess I gotta um, get off here pretty soon. But uh, I'm. I thank you so much for spending some time with us and just chatting. It was so fun to talk to somebody about motorcycles that aren't these creepy robots staring at me. That's another. <laughs> that's another thing I've had to do is is deal with uh, no human interaction. So <laughs> is uh, is is Tobor available to uh, be hired? Uh, I mean, I got some work I could use. You know what? Yeah, and Tobor, you used to be. I he was either. I listen. In full disclosure, Chris, I don't know what type of robot he used to be. So, Tobor, do you know how to weld? No. Okay. I if I, I'm not going to ask him if he knows how to jerk people <laughs> off because I think that's what type of robot he used to be. <laughs> I, think, I think Tobor. You know what? All my all my positions are filled. I don't think I need to hire anybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> I re I rescind that offer. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. Tobor is really good at, at uh, looking creepy and helping me um, make some other people. He invited Patrice here, so at least I got her. But yeah, we I'll, I'll send you something. If you, if you, um, I don't know how your work's going right now. Hopefully you're piping along. But if you do need an extra robotic oh, yeah. hand, uh, I'll send one up there, up your way. Um, but yeah, so we're going to let you go. Um, thanks for hanging out and yakking. And, and I will get in touch with you when I get back from my vacation too. And we can, we can chat some more, see what's going yeah, on. Sure. In the meantime, check out TPS Fab on um, YouTube. His uh, channel is just, it's so fun watching him do all the crazy fun stuff that he does on there. And, um, and if, people, if people comment, I actually will talk back. <laughs> yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Uh, 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 what's it called? A YouTuber that's available for, for fans, but yeah. And thank yeah. you. Thank you once again too, for, um, being a patron of the show. Like I always used to include you in stuff that the patrons, um, were getting, you know, that they'd talk about and I would, I would, uh, always include you and say, Hey man, look at this, what I'm making. And, and so I know that you've always been a patron at heart. And so now you're actually a patron, um, in pocketbook too. One so. of those things. It was one of those things where I didn't quite understand it, and then I figured out how to make a YouTube channel, and I figured I could at least put that much effort into your show. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, and I owe you. <laughs> I owe you back. I will. Uh, I've subscribed to your YouTube channel, and I'm going to pump it every every chance we get. But yeah, Fair thanks. Enough. Thanks, no nitrous. Um, totally blown. Uh, turbo time. Whatever. 
whatever else we can call <laughs> you, Sing Syme, Super Tune Sing Syme. I'm going to think of something real cool. We're going to make you some shirts of it. But um, but yeah, thanks <laughs> thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll yak at you in, the, in a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. It's always fun. All right. Um, Tobor, do you want to say bye? Anybody want to say bye? Patrice? Uh, Patrice went to sleep. Tobor, you want to say bye? No. Give Patrice my number. Yeah, Patrice. Yes, Patrice also... <laughs> The fact that she knows Tobor means that she probably was not a uh, welder bot either. So Tobor... A robot of the night. Yes. <laughs> Patrice, why does it say Roxanne 3000 on the side? Um, all right. All right. Well, with, with that, we're out of here, and uh, we'll yak with you later. All right. Peace. Bye. guys well that's our show you two thoroughly fucking embarrassed me like i can't believe it tobor i can't even hear you anymore something something's going on with the chip or your whatever your device that you're plugged in with uh, i can't hear what did you say um here i'm pulling this mic to you okay well thank you so much for having fun with your joy receptors because I, I had no idea you were such a bitch you must quit your fancy lad ways. Stop okay. being a diva and start talking about motorcycles more. Okay. Well, you do. I'm going to power you off. Patrice and Tobor, I'm very upset with you. Next week, uh, I understand. I understand some things that are going to change next week. When I'm out, when I'm out next week, you're going to be running the show, and I, I don't want to hear none of this bad talk. No, no, no. No bad talk about Junkie. Um... Hey, everybody, if you would like to um, give us an email, uh, most of the emails in our inbox right now are press releases and uh, e-bill or whatever Tobor said, payment reminders. Um, so go go over to our creative writing uh, podcast at gmail.com or hit up our Facebook page and just click the send Gmail button. Let us know what's going on. I will be out of uh, the state for the next few weeks. So, Tobor, you're going to be running the show. I'd love, I'm interested to see who you're going to have on. And, uh, yeah, let me know how things go. If I get back and the studio is, is burnt to a crisp, I will. I wouldn't think any less of you, Tobor. They kind of expect that to happen. Uh, but in the meantime, everybody, get out there, ride, be safe, do whatever you're going to do. But do it on two wheels. Uh, come back for some more motorcycle history, and we're going to talk some more cool fun motorcycle events that are, should be coming up here at the uh, end of the summer and um, I'm going to get into talking to more about like the crazy creative stuff that I've been doing so I think I think you guys might like it and might uh, it, like once you get into like doing um, like building and, and I don't know once you get into just like restoring uh, cool stuff and, and making stuff is so much fun and it really truly makes you a creative writer plus I would like to follow up with a few of our friends um, from last year to see how they're doing in this crazy climate that we are riding and living in right now and as always I am busier than a three-toed sloth and a four-toed sloth dancing competition uh, peace and grease keep your wheels on the um, asphalt and your in the clouds? I don't know what the fuck I'm saying at this point. These two ruined it. These two hurt every feeling I had. But uh, thank you for our guest, Mr. Singsheim. Thank you for TPS Fab and Millman's Chocolate Chips. Off we go. Everybody that is um, uh, sponsored tonight's show, 
And most foremost and most of all, our lovely, lovely patrons. Uh, you can also give us a call, leave us a voicemail at 740-563-2858. Check us out on Discord. Uh, our server is the Friends, Artists, Writers, Writers and Throttle Junkies, otherwise known as F-A-R-T. Um, go in there and spaz it up with some of the people on Discord and do a little chat thing. Do whatever your people do on Discord. Hang out and talk about Pokemon. I don't fucking know. But at any rate... Peace and grease, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.